Hi, this is Eric Poole. I'm director of marketing for Brand G Vacations, and this is the Be Brand G podcast, where we'll give you tips and all the scoop on gay travel and on Brand G Vacations. I'm here today with my co-host, Brand G's cruise director and Scottish Sprite, the hostess with the mostest, Jonathan Gallagher. Yay! Good evening. How are you? (laughs) Direct from Scotland. Okay, so today's uh, topic is what is a Brangy vacation like? Um, we split this up into a couple of podcasts. This first one, uh, we're going to be discussing our land tours and our land tour cruise combination trips. Uh, we'll do the Europe River Cruise uh, vacations on a separate podcast. So what is a Brangy trip like? Um the first thing I always sort of hit on because I think it's obviously so key is is the quality of the trip. You know, these are four and a half and five star trips. So the quality is exceptionally high. Um, Jonathan, do you have a way you describe them? I always think of it as I always say to people, like, think of it as like a gay Abercrombie and Kent or Talc Tours, you know, those high end uh, companies where the focus is on the quality of, you know, the, the ships and the accommodations and the restaurants and the quality of the service. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just say luxury because that one short little word just encompasses everything. You are just totally uh, looked after, spoiled, pampered uh, from the minute the minute you step off your aircraft and we pick you up at the airport and take you to your wonderful hotel or wonderful uh, cruise ship. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, just as a quick aside, um, for those who don't know Brangie very well, um, we don't do domestic trips. Uh, we only do international ones. So um, everything we'll be talking about will be international. Um, I always say that Brangie does trips that are harder to do on your own. Um, for example, uh, would you go to Nepal on your own or India or Vietnam and Cambodia? I mean, you can certainly, but um, you know, th- there can be a lot of, of – uh, obstacles to doing it on your own. I mean, that's obviously there's the language barrier, which can be, you know, super intense in some of these countries, mm. especially when you go into, as a lot of these trips do into smaller areas. If you're on the Mekong, you know, in, in, Viet- in Vietnam and Cambodia or on the Ganges in India, you know, a lot of those people don't speak any English. And so it can be, you know, really challenging if you're, if you're doing this stuff on your own. Um, yeah. Especially, Eric, especially when it goes wrong, you know, yeah. it, it, it all sounds great. You think, oh, I can plan that trip, but you know, we know trips that, that things happen. Look at look at COVID and the effect that had on travel. You know, we are travel experts. We've had years and years of experience in the business, and we have local experts wherever we go that we worked with for a long time. And you know, we can make your trip really smooth, really easy. Absolutely. Um, another thing that I think um, we can really help people deal with is, is the pace. Because, you know, sometimes in cities in Asia and India and places like that, they can be very big, very crowded, very frantic and hectic, you know. And um, j- just being with this gay sort of insulated group that where they're, you know, really taking care of you can really help, you know, deal with any little sense of overwhelm you might have. Whereas if you're trying to find places on your own in the midst of these big cities and that sort of thing, that could be really stressful. Yeah, especially especially in vacations, uh, for example, in, you know, in Ireland sometimes, in Scotland, and Inverness, and especially in the African safari that we'll talk about later, you know, we take over the full the full hotel in some right. places and that just makes it such a wonderful special experience where you can really be who you are and it's such an lgbt plus friendly atmosphere hey you can even take your mother or your sister with you 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that actually speaks to another point, which is, um, you know, these trips we're talking about today, you know, there there's an inability to reach some of those places either safely or easily or whatever, you know, you're talking about Nepal and Bhutan or in India or, you know, I mean, the, the idea of trying to do that on your own is incredibly daunting, you know, but uh, when you're with a group like this, you know, you, you're, you're, you're sort of in this safety bubble, you know, and it's just much, much yeah. easier to accomplish. And even that, that really applies with a lot of these trips we talk about, you know, we have internal flights and, uh, you know, I've been right. stood there checking like 60 people into a small aircraft and they're going, you've got too much baggage and do this. And But, you know, as a team, we've just worked it out. We've sorted it out. It's ended up a really nice experience and everyone's bags made it. So I think when there's group, uh, there's a kind of power, when there's group, there's power. And especially, as I said before, when we know what we're doing. Absolutely. And, you know, with all the, uh, the makeup and cosmetics in those bags, we need to make sure they get there. <laughs> and that's just your bags, Eric. Because- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, um, the, the best thing of all, of course, is that you're part of a gay group, you know, um, on our trips, because um, like uh, say it's um, let's let's say Vietnam and Cambodia, um, you know, there's a land tour component and then there's a river cruise. And on the river cruise uh, portion, you know, we can't generally we can't do this on on land tours africa being an exception you know if you're in a a saigon hotel we can't take over the whole hotel because these are huge five-star hotels but um you know so we're a gay group at that hotel but on the river cruise it's all gay all the time you know we've charted the entire boat and 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 uh so you know you're in that wonderful uh feeling of family you know that's really awesome in, in, in a time like that. So um, it just it just makes for a really special, incredible experience. You know, Jeff asked me once. I don't know if he's asked you this too, Jonathan. A, a year or two ago, he said, "You know, do you think there's still a need for gay?" organized tours. And I said, are you kidding? Absolutely. First of all, there are a lot of places in the world where, you know, um, it, it's less, you know, uh, gay people may be somewhat less embraced. Um, and, and more than that, there's just still this need, this desire, I think, for people to feel like um, they're in, they're the norm. You know what I mean? When you're on a, a river cruise ship and everybody on it's gay, except for maybe some of the staff, you know, you're the norm. And that's a really, really wonderful feeling that you can't, rec- you know, replicate everywhere. Yeah, because not everyone has had a really, you know, fantastic experience, uh, either growing up, uh, whether gay or straight, but, you know, coming out the closet. And some people have had a hard journey to get there and lots haven't, which is great. But, you know, for those people who do feel a bit more nervous about travel and we can give them that kind of, you know, group atmosphere, as you say, and and it is very friendly. I, I always think back to our last Christmas markets cruise. You know, oh, yeah. it was just, it really was a family and people were crying at the end. And yeah. and uh, I think that's just because the bar built. No, it wasn't because the drinks are in, <laughs> the, the drinks are included. <laughs> but uh, no, it was just such a beautiful atmosphere, wasn't it? And it, 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 it was, was perfect. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about some of the, the, the destinations that we do on these types of tours. Um, in yeah. terms of land tours, um, we we did our first Japan two years ago, and we're, that was a big hit. So we're reprising that for 2022. Um, yeah. We did Nepal and Bhutan in 2019 as well, also being reprised in 2022. Um, I don't think you... Neither of us have been on either of those, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I hosted oh, did. the first uh, Nepal and Bhutan. Oh, okay. Uh, which was just, I mean, it was just eye-opening. It was it was exhilarating because it is such a different culture, uh, especially Bhutan, which was just 
absolutely amazing. Uh, and, you know, going to the Eagle's Nest, the, the Buddhist monastery, climbing yeah. up there was just such a wondrous experience. But again, it was just exactly what you've said. I don't think uh, many people in that group would have wanted to have been there on their own. I think the fact that there was, you know, there was a group and, you know, I don't know if it's safety in numbers, but we definitely had an amazing set of guides. All the transport was laid on. We didn't get lost and we were going over mountains and through jungles and everything. And it just felt completely safe and uh, well organized. So, yeah, that is a phenomenal trip and one definitely to do in a group. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, there's no way you would get me to do that on my own. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I would totally love to do that one. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's also, of course, uh, Africa, which both of us have done. And I think for me, it was one of my favorite trips ever. And you? Mm. Yeah, it, I think I just think the whole of the continent of Africa is amazing. But obviously we do, you know, Victoria Falls, and then we do that amazing safari and, and Cape Town, which is just one of the most delightful cities in the world. So I think that trip just offers... You know, three really different, three really different uh, portions to it that complement each other perfectly. So, of course, we had a an amazingly successful uh, inaugural trip to Ireland a couple of years ago that was so popular. You know, going to Dublin and to Belfast and up the Giants Causeway and down to Limerick. Uh, so, people love that, and so hopefully, we'll be having that coming up uh, in twenty three or twenty four. And we're also looking at putting a, a tour together of Tuscany, and that kind of northern Italy. Uh, it, that northern Italian experience. So, so those are some to to look out for in the future. I did that one years ago. I mean, just on uh, a bunch of us rented a villa in Tuscany, and I would so go back there because it's so charming. Mm-hmm. There's all those little wild cities and stuff in Tuscany. It's just delightful. And, and the food. Can, let's, oh that, my god! We've started on the food already, but the food is just delightful. And, and you go into those wonderful little restaurants, and bottles of wine are like ten bucks and stuff. I mean, it's just crazy, and they're so I, good. I can't remember. Was it that cheap? Is that why yeah. I can't remember? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also for twenty three, I believe we're going to be doing a land tour of New Zealand, which should be fun. Um, uh, my husband and I went to New Zealand a, uh, a few years back. Um, and just did the North Island. And I think this one will probably do North and South. And I'm, I would really love to do the South Island, which is supposed to be super beautiful. So, Yeah, absolutely stunning. I mean, I, it's 35 years or more since I've been. And it, I, I think North really Island. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish. Uh, I, I can't remember what age I was. Well, what's that? Was it 35? I was 20, 21 or something. But amazing experience doing the bungee jumping and all that kind of thing. And, and it, it kind of reminded me a lot of home. It's very like Scotland as well in in climate and in, in beautifulness. So True. Yeah, amazing scenery down there. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have our land tour and river cruise combos. Mm, um, yeah. We have a bunch of those. Uh, there's Vietnam and Cambodia, which I know you have been on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's just an amazing combination because you get the Siem Reap, you get Ho Chi Minh City, obviously Hanoi, and you also get a seven-night luxury cruise. So it's absolutely perfect. Uh yeah, I loved it. It's uh, the first time I went there uh, to either of those countries was as uh, you know working for Brandy and and I just loved it. Fell in love with it. It, it was that right mix of of uh, of uh, big cities and speed, but also relaxing and taking time for massages, lounging about in the pool, and and just long lunches and and nice dinners. It was perfect. Oh, yeah. Jeff, one of the owners, for those who might, may not know, um, he always says that's his favorite trip that we do. 
Yeah, I mean, this not just for the countries and the people in those countries are phenomenal, but the this the staff on board uh, they just go way beyond those extra miles to make sure everybody is happy. It's just a beautiful experience, and they'll I don't want to give things away, but you know they'll provide some entertainment when you're on there, and it is just amazing. All the guests get up and join in, and and really feel <sighs> part of that family. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the photos. Um, you know, I think they could say you would say that probably about India as well about the staff being just amazing on the ship and stuff. Absolutely, and and again, you know, these are these are full full charters for us, full LGBT plus charters, but the the staff are just so on board, and we've a lot of the staff have been there for years, so we get to know them. But you know, the experiences of you get dressed up in the turbans, and then you can dress up in the sari and play all the music and. Or, or if it's just something as simple as sitting playing cards before dinner uh, with a relaxing cocktail, it's just, it's wonderful. You're wearing a sari and a turban right now, aren't you? I, well, I, yeah. no, no, I should know that no, I've got you live and you can't deny it. You keep putting that photograph of me and that sari on Facebook. <laughs> Will you please stop? It's already? adorable. <laughs> how, how am I ever going to get a husband? <laughs> well, just tell everybody you were commando underneath. I think that'll yeah. do it. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, and, and the whole, that combination thing, you know, apart from that wonderful cruise, you've got New Delhi, Calcutta, Jaipur, I mean, the Ramba Palace in in there. Oh, it's heard. just yeah. it's just exquisite. It's a different world, uh, and of course, then we go down to Agra to see the the Taj Taj Mahal. It's just the whole experience is wonderful. And and again, we're going to come on and talk about add-ons. But you know, there's add-ons that we can do. We can do the Varanasi add-on for that trip. So, but we'll talk a bit more about them in a second. Okay. I know Brian has said even if you're a five star hotel queen, that you'll be impressed by the Ramba Palace. It's just apparently you know, like a, a world apart it is and and it, you do feel like you i mean it was a palace and uh, but you do feel like you're like royalty and i have mm. to say it's funny the things you remember i remember the peacocks and just the beautiful surroundings and and going to the whiskey bar and everything but the yogurt for breakfast i've never i don't know what they put in it i've never tasted anything like it it was like nectar it was just stunning wow Oh, that's yeah. That that's totally on my list. We just, you know, for for Sandy and I, it's just been a matter of scheduling. You know, it's like has to happen in certain months when we can both mm. get away and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, then there's the Peru trip, which I have you done that one as well. But no, no, I haven't done the Amazon. Uh, so that's an Amazon River cruise, and then um, uh, <laughs> a next uh, trip. I don't like to say expedition because it sounds like it's hard work and it's like camping or something. But but it's a, a trip to uh, to Machu Picchu. <laughs> I know. Well, it's the same. So you know, we call it an expedition. It's not like we're climbing Everest. God no. But, but of course, of course, if you do the Nepal and Bhutan, you can fly around Everest or take a, a helicopter. Oh, yeah. And land on Everest, but no, we do sometimes make them sound as if they're harder than they are. the The Amazon cruise and, and much picture is lovely. Two nights in Lima, you've got four night cruise, uh, three nights in the Sacred Valley, get up to much picture, uh, and you'll be overnight there. And then you've got uh, two nights in Cusco. So again, it's getting the best of both worlds. You're on the ship, you're doing lots of destinations, and you're really getting a whole flavour of, of that part of the continent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're supposed to be doing that in November, and I'm so excited. I cannot wait yeah, for that yeah. trip. Yeah, um, and it's a, it's a bit like the uh, we call we <laughs> I called Scotland uh, an exploration as opposed to an expedition. So uh, 
And of course, it you know, um, it, an explanation. It's more like delving into the country that, rather than running around it. So we're we're going to take you know Scotland like we take other places at a more leisurely pace. Uh, and then and again, you know, that's not a land show. It's got a seven night luxury cruise with two right. land portions either side. So you really are getting you know, I, as I say, it's called Scotland's Royal Majesty because that's a trip fit for a queen. Mark my words. <laughs> Seriously, it is. Sandy and I are doing that next year. We did, um, we did a, uh, we were on a, a straight cruise with his parents a few years back and, and got off the ship for a few days and did our own little uh, land portion within Scotland because we, mm. uh, his dad is a big golfer and wanted to play St. Andrews. And, oh, uh, wow. and it was so gorgeous just being there and, and drive, you know, for a few days and driving through the, yeah. because we had a point we had to drive back to meet the ship at another port and stuff. Mm. And oh my God, I was so in love with that. I, I can't and, wait to see it. And, and did you taste the haggis? Uh, you know, I'm an adventurous eater. I mean, I love sushi. I love all kinds of weird things, but uh, I, I, I just couldn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> when I get you in Scotland again, I'll, I'll give oh, you a God. gentle easing into it. We'll get you on the highway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we forget, can, can we talk? We've got uh, Egypt that's new for 22. Ooh, yeah. uh, so new for 22, we've got Egypt uh, starting in Cairo featuring the, the new Gem Museum, and then taking in Aswan, Abu Simbel, and of course down to the Valley of the Kings, uh, and that includes a luxurious five-day cruise. So that that's another wonderful trip, uh, and also just hot off the press uh, this afternoon, we have been looking at a Galapagos. Uh, so again, that'll be a short cruise with their uh, two pre nights in Quito, and then uh, spend some time in Ecuador one night in Ecuador afterwards. So these are some amazing, exciting destinations. And uh, just remember, we're talking about all these wonderful trips that we do. And and sometimes we have add-ons and link trips, and they'll be clearly displayed on our website. So for example, Egypt has a six-day Jordan add-on. That includes Petra and Wadi Rum and and going to the Dead Sea. So that's a wonderful addition. We've also got Halong Bay, which you can add on to your Vietnam and Cambodia. Uh, And then with India, that's a trip that you can pair with an Nepal and Bhutan. So if you're flying all the way, you know, out to Delhi, you may as well stay there for as long as possible and, and get a complete experience. So it's not accidental that we have trips running into each other that they kind of fit in that way. And we'll always explain that to everyone so they know. Uh, so yes, yeah, to give the guests a better experience and and cut down on your air travel oh, as well. God. So, you know, our, our trips, one of the things that, that, that we do that um, is different from, pretty much I think any other uh, gay tour operator is our trips are virtually all inclusive. Um, so let's go through like what some of those inclusions are. Of course, there is the lovely adult beverage uh, inclusion, which I think one of the nicest things about that is you're not constantly thinking like, oh God, this is costing me $7 or whatever. You know what I mean? There's not that that constant running you know thing in your head of how much am I spending and, and all that. You, you never have to worry about that. You know, we have friends who did a, I don't know, it was an RSVP or Atlantis cruise a few years back. And, and, uh, and they love to, um, like buy people drinks and things like that. And they got a $2,000 bar bill at the, you know, at the end of the mm. <laughs> trip yeah. and, and stuff it, like and that it, can really put a damper on your, you know, yeah. going home. Yeah. So. And, and, not, and not just the bar, but also, uh, with the excursions and you suddenly think, you know, I've just spent a thousand dollars on a week's excursions oh, for when sure. actually 
Earth are all included. It's very rare we would not have an excursion included. Sometimes we have an, op- an optional excursion that maybe we don't think everyone would want to do. So there may be a small additional uh, charge for that. But on the whole, you know, our excursions with our expert guides are all included. So, yeah, and, and those are rarely included if you just would go to that cruise line and buy a straight version of that. You know, if you just went on a regular one, yeah. almost always those are, those are you know, an additional cost. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. of course, there's the airport transfers. And, you know, one of the things mm-hmm. I've always loved about our airport transfers is th- this isn't the Disney World bus, you know, where you're waiting for 40 people to, you know, to, to board a bus. These are two and four person transfers in a Mercedes or an SUV or whatever. They're, mm. they're there to meet you. They're not there to meet 30 other people. You know? Yeah. And, and let's face it. Every time we get off that, that flight, at the destination, we're tired. We're oh, a God, little yeah. bit grumpy. We've been traveling sometimes for, you know, 24 hours. And yeah. it's just such a comfort when you walk through, uh, through immigration and you see, your your guide with the brand G sign, you just think, oh great, they're here for me, and and you know, and if they're not there, just stand and wait <laughs> for a few oh, minutes, totally. and they will be there. Well, so. after slipping on the plane, my hair always looks like a fright wig. So the last thing I really <laughs> want to do is have to meet everyone who's on the trip right then, you know, by some, yeah. some giant transfer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. Uh, it's those special little uh, additions that that just make it easy. The, the easier it is, the better for everyone. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, um, this we'll cover this more in our Europe cruise podcast. But of course, in those uh, European river cruises, um, where where the seven night cruises the focus, there's usually a two night uh, hotel stay. You know, prior um, or sometimes occasionally post, but it's usually prior. But um, mm-hmm. and those just add add to the experience because you get to really see that city that you know where the trip is originating or whatever for example you know prague and the danube um prague isn't actually on the danube but we go to prague first um and then you know and then join the ship uh in germany but it's uh it's just such a wonderful addition to you know to the trip it is and it's also gives uh, opportunity for all the guests to meet and mingle with each other. So, for example, in Prague, we'll have a welcome party. Uh, and it's just great. Everybody gets to, the excitement built up. And, and, you know, we'll do a bit of touring in Prague so people get to know each other. So it, it's, it's just a nice way. Instead of all just getting on the ship and it goes mad for a while, yeah. it's a nice way of, of gently easing yourself into it. And I always add an extra pre-night for Sandy and I wherever the trip is starting, just so that we have like that extra day to kind of get acclimated jet lag wise and all that stuff. So but, I mean, you know, but, own, but that and yeah, you're at that age now. You know that that's just it. So I, I think we have to end this podcast here. Thanks so much for. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, and then of course we we pay the gratuities, and Brangie always um, uh, overpays on those, which is nice, so that you know uh, the, the yeah. staff is is you know part of the reason they love us so much is that they're very well <laughs> compensated <laughs> when it's a yeah. Brangie trip. Um, so lastly, uh, you know the the inclusions vary slightly from trip to trip, but uh, they're always delineated in the inclusion section on the trip page, so you get a full rundown of of what those are. All right, let's talk about our um, our guests. Who they oh, are? Oh, wonderful what guests. Do do? Um, you know, I'd say the age range um, is. 30s to 70s for the most part would you say that's that's accurate yeah and and especially i think it depends the trip like the clipper ship uh is is seems to be a you know a lot uh, a lot of a younger demographic coming in uh so but yeah very very mixed and i think it doesn't matter if people are are 
70, 80, uh, they are acting like 21, and that's what we want. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, that's part of what's nice about about these trips is that you really do get a such a wide array of people, you know, and you may be 40 going, I don't want to talk to somebody who's 60 or 70 or whatever, and you, and they end up becoming, becoming you know, a, a close friend. We, we uh, became really close friends uh, here. Uh, we live in Palm Springs, my husband and I, uh, with a couple who was on a Rhine River cruise who are 20 years older than us, but we just love them to death. So you, you just never know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not know they like older people, Eric? Oh, God, no. <laughs> No, no, they should all be put down. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, it's just yeah. you know, you not twenty years. You might not necessarily have a lot in common with them, but you know, we do and I we think, love them. Yeah, and I think it actually maybe in normal life, uh, if you weren't on vacation, you wouldn't get the opportunity to meet oh, such varied yeah. people. So this is a perfect chance to to make new friends, and and we often find that that uh, a lot of people who become friends on the trips will then travel together on subsequent trips. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. And then they add in other people to groups. So sometimes we end up with like groups of 18 people who oh, have yeah. known each other for a few years that all come on the trip. And, and that's great. Well, you know, and that's, you just spoke to something that's really nice, which is, let's face it, when, uh, you know, you go to dinner with some friends and you meet new people and you like them and you think, oh, we should get together. And then you kind of mostly never do. But the nice thing about one of these trips is you're, con- com- you're constantly being um, reintroduced to them. You're, you're getting to know them more. You're having more experiences with them where you really see if this is somebody that you're super compatible with and you want to have a real friendship with, you know? Um, so that's why by the end of it, people are so, you know, sad that it's over and all that because they've, you know, really connected and really bonded with people. I, you know, you're so right. And I think that is, I, I've done an awful lot of large ship cruising. Uh, and I think as much as I, I absolutely love it, I think yep. the difficulty is you spend most of the week looking for your friends and looking for people. <laughs> and, and you, you know, there's 10 or 14 bars and you never get the right bar, unless it's something they were doing to me. But they, honestly, you just, <laughs> and it's every night you try and meet and say, right, let's meet because otherwise the week's over and you see people that you were checking in with and think, oh, I, I recognize them. I did it. You never see them for the whole no. week. And yeah, it's the first but, day and never again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think with the, these small ships, uh, it just it's perfect because there is enough intimacy and enough downtime where you can really be on your own or go and mix in with with the rest of the guests. So it's, it's a good combination. Yeah, and, uh, and it's, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I think for the you know for our solo travelers, that's important as well because it's if you're a solo traveler in amongst three or 5,000 guests on a huge ship, you could actually feel not part of it. Uh, whereas on a small ship, you're always sitting beside someone. People do talk. I mean, you know, on our trips, people never shut up, especially no. me. But, people, <laughs> if, you know, no one's on their own and everyone talks yeah. and, and especially your host, we're all around making sure everybody's fine. So it's it's just different and people do like to mingle. On, on our first trip uh, that Sandy and I took in 2016, our first Brangy, um, it was a river cruise in France. And we, we went by ourselves. We didn't have friends with us. And so, you know, we were a little nervous. Like uh, the first meal that we, you know, first dinner um, on the first night or whatever, you know, you basically sort of just kind of walk up and say, do you mind if we join you, you know, uh, or you sit at a table by yourselves and hope other people come. And of course they do. And the, mm. the, the wonderful thing is everybody's so welcoming in that regard. They're like, of course, sit down, you know, where are you from? What's your name? You know, and people just start talking and, and it, it could not be a more welcoming experience in that regard. 
Yeah, no, it's great. And especially when we have on, I'd say most of the trips, nearly all the trips, we'll have uh, your hometown welcome party. Right. So people can come in their T-shirt that says something about them or where they're from or, or what they want other people to know. So that's a great icebreaker where suddenly go, oh, there's the Canadians uh, or there's the Brits there. And so people do get to know each other through that. Yeah. Totally, totally. And that concludes part one of this podcast. Please join us for part two with lots more information and more of Jonathan's adorable Scottish brogue. <laughs>